discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified. The blessings of Abraham. That's very powerful. It's one of the most um, important things I've come to love. Yeah, I've come to love it so much. And it's amazing that before Pastor even declared it, this was something the Holy Spirit had led me to start meditating on. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, it's our season. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's our season to work in all the blessings of Abraham to help us understand. So, I'm going to expound on that. Yes. Pastor gave a brief intro into it, but you are privileged to have an expounded version. Hallelujah. Yes. Because you need it. We all need it. Hallelujah. All right. So let's look at a few scriptures. So let's look at John chapter 10 verse 10. John 10 verse 10. So the thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. And this was Jesus speaking. He said that I am come. He didn't even say, I have. He said, I am. You know I am, right? Yes. I am come that they might have life. We might have life. And that they might have it more abundantly. Let's look at it. Is it either easy English or amplified? Wow, yes. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill, and destroy. And who is the thief? The devil is the thief. (laughs) I came that they may have and enjoy life, and have it in abundance, to the full, till it overflows. So Jesus came that we may enjoy life, and have it in abundance, to the full, and overflowing. He came that we may enjoy life and have it to the full, overflowing. Christianity is the most wonderful thing that has happened to mankind. Jesus coming to die for us is the most wonderful thing that could ever happen to mankind. When you you see the enjoy there, because the devil has crippled the minds of people in the world, they think enjoyment is sin. But sin is bondage. Sin is what kills. Sin is what steals. And sin is what destroys. But peace, joy, 
love, prosperity. Because with sin comes sickness. With sin comes all the things that you can think about. With sin comes sleepless nights. With sin comes depression. With, you get it. But Jesus came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Enjoy it. Being a Christian is all that it's supposed to be. It is true that when you come into Christ, your problems do go away. It's true. Because Jesus actually took it away. It is true. It is not um, just a nice thing. It is true. And when you know it by the word, it works for you. A lot of people say it, but they don't know it by the word. So when trials and temptations come, they they don't know where to, 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 to hold. To tell the devil that this is what the word of God says. So I'm not giving in to what you're saying. So like the Bible says that for lack of knowledge, my people perish. So it is lack of knowledge that is causing the people of God. Because we are his people. He said for lack of knowledge, my people. He didn't say the people. If he said the people, he said that, okay, I'm believers and everybody. He said that for lack of knowledge, my people perish. So we go through a lot of things because we don't know what has been done for us. We don't know what we have. We don't know what God has made available to us. We, we don't know. And we have to know it by the word. Because the word is, is um, legal tender in the spirit. It's legal. It's, it, we know that the Bible is a legal document. And the devil understands that. But when he knows you don't know, you see, he's not, he doesn't play by the rules. You understand? He doesn't play by the rules. He, he tries to go around it. So he will deceive you and make you do it and say that God, he did it. Because you don't know what you have and what has happened to you. That's why they say he's the accuser of the brethren. Because he won't do it. He will deceive you to do it. Because he knows he can't do it. But he will deceive you to do it. And then he will say that yes, he has done it. So he deserves the punishment. Do you understand? So as a Christian, I keep saying this. Knowing the Bible is mandatory. It is not an option. Because if you don't know it, you are dead. And your pastor can't do anything about it. Because the pastors, the preachers, the teachers, the prophets, they're supposed to help you grow to do the work of the ministry. They are supposed to equip you with all that, all the power. God doesn't want just one man show. God doesn't like that. That's not what Jesus did. He died so that there will be many sons of God. He died so that there will be many sons of God. So it's not a one-man show. You have God in you. Every single person here. So you are not an ordinary person. Yes. You are not an ordinary person. And this is something you have to think about. We do confessions. It's very powerful. But if you don't sit down and think about it. I have God in me. What does that make me? I'm not ordinary. So this is somebody. That's a, so everybody is saying I'm not ordinary. 
But there's one person or two people who have sat down to think about this. That is the meditation. And say, when they say, I'm not ordinary, it causes confusion because it is deeper than the I'm not ordinary. Everybody's saying I'm not ordinary. So that is the difference between one person and the other person. Because you can say we are all prosperous, but it's not everybody who is prospering. Some people are doing it and some people are not. But it's for everybody. So what's the difference between this person and the other? One person has sat down. Look, the Bible, you can never do any shortcuts with the Bible. That is how God is. There's no shortcut with the Word of God. There is no shortcut. The Bible says that when you meditate, you will bring it forth. If you don't meditate, it won't come. It won't come. Because it has to take root. Otherwise, it's just a shallow plant. So just imagine a huge tree and the roots are just here. It will fall down. You will fall down. Meditation takes you deeper. It takes you deeper and deeper and deeper. We know someone. I'm sure we can all quote it. I think um, on Friday, um, Pastor Flo showed a certain version, which I hadn't seen before, and I thought was so beautiful. I hadn't seen it before. It was BBE. Yeah, so let's read it. I, I was like, wow. He said, happy is the man who does not go in the company of sinners, or take his place in the way of evildoers, or in the seat of those who do not give honor to the Lord. See a lot of people dishonoring God everywhere. Dishonoring God everywhere. And we, 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 we just accommodate them like that. I understand, you know, but try, you understand what I'm talking about. We even laugh and join them too. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord? And whose mind is on his law day and night? Do you know who Jesus says? When Jesus says, somebody loves me, do you know the person who loves him? You don't know. You don't know, eh? Let's read John 14. He that hath my word and keepeth it. It's all over, John. It's all over. Okay, this is just one of them. He that loveth me not. But let's go up. 14, 16. Let's do 16. Yeah, or 23, okay. No, let's go to um, 23. 23. It's all over. It's all over. He said, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him and will come unto him and make our abode with him. Okay. Now, I want that the one that has, he that has my word and keepeth them. John 14, 21. He that has my commandments and keepeth them. He it is that loveth me. So the half there is somebody who keeps the word of God. Okay? Who makes it their own. Who personalizes the word of God. So he that has. So that word there means that he who personalizes my word. Okay? And keepeth them. Keepeth them means that you don't allow it to go. Not at any point in time. So it's not as if something happens and you forget all about the word of God. You keep it. He it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him 
and will manifest myself to him. If you love God, you keep his word. If you love God, you have his word. The word is yours. When somebody has something, that, it is for that person, isn't it? The word is yours. It is our heritage. The blessings of God are always in words. Abraham blessed Isaac. It was words. God blessed Abraham. It was words. And then it took effect. And that blessing that he blessed Abraham has been given to us through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is just by the way. The blessing, he said, Jesus came that I may enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. The blessing of the Lord. So just look at Joseph. I just wanted an example of Joseph. Genesis 39 verse 5. Because Joseph was somebody who was in bondage. He was, in, um, he was sold as a slave by his brethren. But even in that state of being or in that place, he was prospering. So prosperity has nothing to do with your location. It has everything to do with the person you are. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because people think that unless you move to um, what do you call America or something, you can't prosper. Or unless you move somewhere. But you are the blessing. You are the blessing. Do you know that Isaac, there was a famine in where, where, at the place where Isaac was. And Isaac wanted to leave. And God said, stay. Because I have blessed you. Because I have blessed you. You are the blessing. When you are there, things begin to work. Because you are the blessing. If you do not believe the word, it will not work for you. The word of God happening in your life doesn't happen by chance. It will never occur by chance. There are lots of people who think that, okay, when I come to church, I really don't have to do anything. I know just coming to church is all that I need. Yes, it's very powerful because, yes, when you come in, there's some form of protection. But there are higher levels of it. You understand? There are higher levels. Anytime you are growing, you are supposed to be growing. Now, when you are supposed to be five years and you are still behaving like a one-year-old, it's called malnourishment. You are malnourished. And that means everything is not working for you. You can't walk, you can't talk, you can't eat, you can't do anything on your own. You are a burden. And even disease, anything can happen to you. Because you have prevented yourself from taking care of yourself. So as a Christian, you're supposed to go. And it has nothing to do with the number of years you've been in church. You can be in church for 10 years. But if the word that is coming, you don't take it for yourself. Forget it. You will not see anything in your life. You may see some things because of the corporate anointing. Or you may see some things because of the mercy on the house or the blessing on the house. But for you personally, wherever God wants to keep you or where God wants to take you, you will not see it. Because you have refused to take what God has for you. Talking about the importance of the word of God. You cannot belittle it in your life as a Christian. Too important. Everything is, 
is inside. So if you don't know it, you've lost it. If you don't know it, you've lost it. And it will not happen to you by chance. That's how it is. God gives it to the people who seek. What did he say? Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. How do you seek for something? You diligently search for it. What does it mean to seek for something? It is an active process. It is not a passive scrolling down your phone and just chilling. It won't happen. God will not cast pearls before swine. He won't do it. So sometimes there are people in church who behave like swine. They don't appreciate the pearls that God has given to them. They are so engrossed in the happenings around them that they don't know that the real source of life, the real source of wealth, the real source of wealth, health, everything is God. That is the real treasure. They don't know. And they go around and they destroy their lives. We see too many examples. And we are probably examples ourselves. Hallelujah. The blessing of the Lord. It maketh rich and it addeth no sorrow. It maketh rich. That's what the blessing of the Lord does. That's in Proverbs 10 verse 22. It maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. I want us to look at just a few things and then we'll come back. Okay. So, the blessing of the Lord. Let's, um, in Deuteronomy 28, we see a lot of the blessings. We see a lot of the blessings. Okay. And because of Jesus, we have it. Because of Jesus, everything is ours, actually. Everything is ours. So, in Galatians 3, verse 13 to 14. So, let's go to Galatians 3, verse 13 to 14 first. And then... We'll go to 1 Corinthians 3, verse 19. Okay, then we'll come to Deuteronomy. Okay. So it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a curse for us, for it is written, Curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. You don't even know what the curse of the law is. See, so that's the thing. People don't know what, what are you talking about. Okay, it looks like a, a lot of words. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. He said that, that the blessing of Abraham might come on... So Jesus dying on the cross destroyed the curse of the law so that we too get the blessing of Abraham. Okay. Alright. So let's go to the same verse. Let's go to, I think, verse 28. The latter part. Okay, so let's go to 27. Sorry, 26. For ye are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. We are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Do you know that the Israelites were not the heels of God? They were not the children of God. They were chosen. Do you understand? They were a chosen, um, should I say, people, okay, who were being prepared to become the sons of God. No, so when you look at John chapter 1, verse 12, 13, and 14, it says that, For he came unto his own, but his own received him not. But to them who what? But as many as received him, he gave them power to become 
the sons of God. So when it was time for Israel to receive Jesus Christ, to become sons of God, they did not receive him. But we were given the chance to become the sons of God. So we overtook them. We have actually overtaken them. Now that means that we have the genetic coding of Christ, of God. We are his children. Like real children. Not, I don't know, any, I don't know whether it's like a fiction or something. We are his children. He has given birth to us. And that is amazing. It's just one of the amazing things. I just, I will go through some scripture and you realize that when he made us his children, he also made it possible. He gave us everything that was his and everything that makes us like him. So we'll just look at the scriptures. He said, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Let's go to 27. For as many as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. 28. So there is neither Jew nor Greek, so anybody who receives Jesus Christ becomes a child of God. There is neither Jew nor Greek. So you can't say that um, slaves, or should I say, people who have slaves are better than slaves. Are better than the slaves. There is neither born nor free. Do you get it? In Christ Jesus, there is neither male nor female. So there's no even any gender inequality in there. So what is for Pastor Flo is the same for Pastor Mark. As long as you take it. There's neither male nor female. Born nor free. So whatever is yours, wherever you are, it depends on you. It depends on you. No, no, no American or Ghanaian. You understand? When you understand that, then you realize that it is the devil's, um, should I say, oppression of the minds of black people. That's why we behave the way we do. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Because of what Jesus has done, there's neither male nor female, there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither American nor Spanish or whoever. All those cases don't hold anymore. Whether from Ham, Shem, wherever. It doesn't hold anymore. That was what Jesus did. So the things that people say, and all of it was broken. That is how powerful the blood of Jesus was. And is. Do you understand? So we limit ourselves. We limit ourselves. So there's neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. We are all one in Christ Jesus. So why are some people prospering more than some people are? Why are some people doing that? Because some people have decided to take it personal. And some people have decided to joke with it. That's the difference. There are some people who have decided to joke with it. That is why they are not seeing what they are seeing. Because there are some scriptures that I didn't add to it, but it's just coming to me. So if you can find um, the two builders, one on the rock, one on the sand, in Matthew. Okay. Matthew is what? Matthew 7. All right. Or Matthew 11, one of them. It will amaze you to see that these two builders, they were all hearing the word of God. 
One was building it on the rock. One was building it on the sand. And like I said, I said I preached this about two weeks ago. And it's, life will come. All of them had storms. All of them had rain. All of them had whatever. He said, therefore, whosoever hear these words of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. So it comes right, you see the word there. So you take the word, you apply it to your life. You don't hear all the wonderful things the pastor is preaching to you and just have it in your head and expect it to work. It won't work. You have to enforce it. Do you think the devil is a fool? Or he's... You have to enforce it. You let him know his place. You have to let him know his place. We are too laid back. We are too laid back. And when things happen, and you say it's God, he has given you everything. He says use it. What do you want me to do again? You are just sleeping. You are just there. And you are expecting it to work. It won't work. Because he has given you the power to do it. Therefore, whosoever hear these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. 25. Let's go. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Let's go to the next verse. And everyone that hear these sayings of mine, they all hear, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. So everybody is building here. Everybody is building something. You are in church, you are building something. One is either on a rock or is on the sand. You are, whatever it is, you are building something. Whether you are aware or not. Let's go to 27. And the rain descended. They all had rain, isn't it? And the floods came. They all had floods. And the winds blew. And beat upon that house. And it fell. And great was the fall of it. So what's the difference between these two people? One is applying the word. One is not. They all have rains. They all have wind. They all have floods. But you see the house standing and you think God is not being fair. Who told who, who is not being fair to who? We are in the same economy. Same economy. No, do you understand? Somebody has taken the word personal law. The person is good and you are sitting down and you are you are criticizing the person because you are jealous. You are jealous, though. It's not because I don't know whether you know better or... You, you see, you are criticizing them because you are jealous. That is why people criticize people, not because of whatever... What did they say? What are some of the things that the person is being too braggadocious or something? You are jealous, my dear. No, it's as simple as that. And you have to be honest with yourself. You are jealous. But the thing is, every... It has been given to all of us. So why you? You are not taking it. Somebody said, hey God, thank you. Me, I will take. 
somebody says, oh, I'm just, uh, I'm taking small, you know, I don't want it to be like, uh, I have to be moderate, you know. And then somebody says, God says, I've given everything to you. Somebody says, I take all. Somebody says, I take half. Somebody says, I take two. There's no, there's no, so you shouldn't be angry. It is your choice. You choose it. It's a choice. I always refer to um, this wonderful, wonderful man of God who blesses me so much, um, Kenneth Copeland. He said he was so poor, the bed he was sleeping on was rented. The bed was rented. Do you sleep on a mat you, that is for you? He said it was a rented bed and it was, it was broken. A broken rented bed. And they lived in a trailer, he and the wife. And he heard it. That, look, Christ has taken away the curse of the law. He has, look, we'll go through the curse of the, we'll go through the blessings. The, reading the curse is difficult. But you have to know what you have been delivered from. So that you can apply it. So that you can apply it. He said, hey, I take everything. Right now. He's so rich. Americans don't understand why he's so rich. They don't understand. He said, look, people, like, it's as if they don't know where I've come from. And when you listen to me, it's the word of God. As long as Jesus has said it, I take it. I'm not coming to debate on it and ask why and how and hey. Jesus is God. He says, he that cometh to me must believe that I am God. He said, you must believe, oh. A lot of people don't believe that God is God. No. Look, if you assess yourself, you see why you are the way you are. We have to learn how to be honest with ourselves. We lie to ourselves too much. We lie too much to ourselves. If you don't assess yourself, you are not truthful. You are in trouble. We lie. And then we expect it to work. So you don't believe, but you are, it's like some confusion. Confusion, Basar. But he says, he that cometh to me must believe that I am God. And I am a rewarder of them that diligently seek me. You are coming to the house of God, but you are half-half. You are not all given. You are partial. You believe some, you don't believe some. You are unstable as water. Oh yes, that's what the Bible says. You are unstable. You believe some, you don't believe some. In fact, when you even assess it, you realize you don't believe everything. Yes, 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 yes. It's like you are trying it. You are trying it. You don't really be, You are trying it to see whether it will work. You are trying. You are trying. It's not, it's not a belief. It's a try. And if you try it and it works, okay, okay, then it works. Then you are, you are, you are in trouble. 
You are in trouble. You don't believe. And it comes with being honest with God. It's being honest. We've talked about so many things. Your relationship with God. You go to God and you tell Him your issues. You talk to God. This one I don't believe it to. Help my own belief. Help it. Because I need to believe for it to work. If you don't, that's the thing. You see, that's what I'm saying. You can't go around the things that the Bible says. You can't go around it. You can't bypass it. It is what it is. If you don't believe, he said, help my unbelief, Lord. Help my unbelief. If you don't believe, help my unbelief. So you try. Let's read Colossians chapter 1, verse 11. It says 10 and 11. No, let's go to 12, 13. 11, 12. Let's go to 11. 11. Let's go to 12. Yeah. Is that given thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. We'll read a lighter version, okay? Let's go to 13. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. So a lot of Africans, the problem is the power of darkness. But the Bible says we have been delivered from it. By the blood of Jesus Christ. So in the weeks um, ahead, I'm sure Pastor Mark will teach you on redemption, propitiation, and all those things. So that you understand it properly. Okay, because I can't go into it deeply. So I just have to just gloss over it. But the power in the blood is so crazy, I tell you. It is so crazy. Christians don't know what we have. The blood is amazing. It is crazy. And we have, because of the blood, the devil doesn't have any power over you. Ever. At all. Never. That's the power in the blood. What Jesus did, I don't know how to explain it, but Pastor will will expound more on it later. We have been delivered from the power of darkness. So sin is not even an issue. But you know what the devil does? He uses sin to, to keep you stuck in your mind. Because you don't want to believe this thing. You don't want to believe that sin doesn't have any power over me. You don't want to believe it. It's unfortunate for you because then you are stuck. Because you are not acknowledging what Jesus has done for you. Because you are not accepting what Jesus has done for you. You will always have guilt on your mind. You can't move forward. So you are stuck. It's called sin consciousness. You you don't believe in the power of God over sin in your life. You are in trouble. You have been saved, but you are stuck. I don't think about sin. It doesn't even cross my mind. And sin is not only fornication. Okay? It's knowing what to do and you don't do it. If I make a mistake, I confess it and I move forward. I don't sit there and meditate on it. I don't have time. I move, I move. Because there's so much to do. Why should you sit at one place and dwell and build a castle? You build a castle on that sin. 
and stay there and cross your leg. And you are waiting for some angel to come and take you out. All you have to do is say, enough is enough. I'm moving forward. That is all you say. Because God has given you that power. But we don't know that we even have that power to say enough is enough. He said, I've stopped. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 3 verse 19. We'll read the, the, the blessings. We'll read it. 1 Corinthians. Okay, I want us to read from here. He said, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. The way we like the wisdom of this world. It's, it's powerful. For it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. We'll, I wish we could get a lighter version on this one. Maybe BBE or something. For the wisdom of this world is foolish before God. And as it is said in the holy writings, he who takes the wise, he who takes the wise in their secret designs. Okay, let's go to verse 20. 20, please. He said, And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. So you think you are smart. You are smart in your own way. You are sharp boy. You know that to say. God looks at it and says, Oh, this child is so foolish. And he knows it is vain. Can we get um, a dictionary meaning of vain for me? I want to expound on that one. The Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. Look at what is happening to the Western world. If I feel like being a cat, I'm a cat. I want to be a dog, I'm a dog. I'm a boy, I want to be a girl. I'm, a, I'm an adult. I feel like a six-year-old. So, is that, is that wisdom? Have you seen the foolishness that has come into the world? In all their wisdom, they have become foolish. In all their wisdom, they have become foolish. I was just thinking about it. It's like you give birth to a boy. Like you give birth to a baby. It's a boy. Okay, now let's, let's wait for him to choose whether he's a male or female. That doesn't even make any sense. Ah! Well, let me take him out. Don't say he's a human being because they'll show the sex to you. Whether it's a boy or a girl, right? It's okay. It's a, I don't know what they say now. I don't even know what they say. It's a human. Okay, so now let's wait for him to decide. The baby to decide whether it's a male or female. What a shock. In all their wisdom, is it? Oh my goodness. <laughs> and again, the Lord had knowledge of the reasonings of the wise, that they are nothing. Let's go to 21. Therefore, let no man glory in men. Therefore, so he talks about the wisdom of men. And he says that they are vain. So don't glory in men. I know this person. This person is my person. So, that is. You know, people glory in men. Yeah. He said, For all things are yours. For all things are yours. Easy English on this one. Easy English on this one. You got it? Okay, so read it for me. Verse 21. So, nobody should think that clever or great people are important. Really. Do not think like that because all things are yours. Nobody should think that clever or great people are important, really. 
do not think like that because all things are yours. And that's easy English. Easy English, yes. Oh, okay. So let's do BB because I had another version. Okay. That was very exciting. Is that so let no one take pride in men mm-hmm. for all things are yours. All right. So it's another verse. So we'll look at that one. All right. For all things are yours. Let's go to 22. And let's look at the things that are yours. Well, it's not are going to be yours, though. It's not are going to be given to you. For all, all things are going to be given to you. He says, all things are yours. They are already yours. Okay, so let's, let's see. He said, whether Paul or Apollos, or Cephas, or the world, or life, or death, or things present, or things to come, all are yours. What happens with these scriptures is that, if you don't think on them, it's like uh, life or death, we're, we're expecting to see some cash cars and some houses, isn't it? Yeah, that was what we're thinking. All things are yours. The world is yours. Anything that you want in the world is for you. It is yours, actually. You have access to it. When something is yours, you have access to it. It's yours. Life is yours. When you say life is yours, you, it depends on what you think. Anyway, for me, when I say life is mine, it means something else. Do you understand? It means something else. I'm not being allowed to share it. That's why I paused there. Hallelujah. Death is yours. Mm-hmm. Let me say that. Mm. <laughs> you can say no. Yeah, that means you have control over death. No, so that means you have control over death. And that's why Jesus could raise people from the dead. This is what I was saying. Because he could give life. And life is his. And life was his. And life is ours now. That's why he could raise somebody who was dead back to life. Because life is for him. Now because of where we are, because of what we have become, because we have God's genetic coding, we possess all that is of God. That's why he says all things are yours. Because now you have become a son of God. So life is yours. So whether death in your business, in your family, in a person, or whatever it is, you can command life into it. That is what it means. Life is yours. You can take it or leave it. You see, that is how it is though. You can take it or leave it. So in whatever dead situation, you have the power to bring life into it. That is what it means. And if you want something to die to, but you see, we will work with love. So you, you don't go messing people up. But you can tell death to leave. You get it. It is yours. But we have life. We give life. We are life givers. So, that, so you see how much God is expecting from the body of Christ. He has given us all things. He said he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Things. I don't know whether all things means some things. I don't know. All things that you need to live, to show forth his praises, for people to see that you are a child of God, which includes prosperity, health, and everything else that you can think. Anything good that you can think about is yours. 
anything good that you can think about. That all things are yours. Everything. Life. Death. He said that you have the future, things present, anything is yours. All things are yours. He has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Let's read Ephesians 1 verse 3. It's a blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. I think this is the one with the easy English. Let's look at the easy English of this one. In the English, we should thank the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ very, very much. He has been so very good to us. He has given to us every good spiritual thing in heaven because we are united with Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every good spiritual thing in heaven has been given to us. Wow. Every good. Life is spiritual. Before you can see anything in the physical, it has to happen in the spirit before. Do you understand? So he has given us the reality of everything. Everything he has given it to us. He has given it to us. I don't know what you want him to do again. He can't do anything again. He has given everything to us. You have a responsibility. Christians don't like to do any work. They want to sit down and just sleep. You have a responsibility to make that work in your life. You can't just be sleeping and expecting things to fall in place. You have to work at it. Work the word in your life. Speak it to accept it. Look, right now you are unemployed. You don't have anywhere to go. What do you have to lose? Sit down and meditate on the word of God. I wonder what people do with their time. You sit down worrying and complain about the government. You are in trouble. Sit down. Think about the word. What has God has given you something? You are waiting for the people there to do it. You are in trouble. You are in trouble. You are waiting for government employment. You are in trouble. You are a Christian and you are there. God has given you everything. You are waiting for... Oh, forget it. You will sleep for a long time. Oh yes, and you will not understand it. You will. Because your trust is in something else. And you know what God says... The person who puts the trust in mind said, Cursed are you. Cursed is the man who puts his trust in in the arm of man, in the arm of flesh. You put your trust in man, you are in trouble. Second Peter one three. Just bless that. I just want you to see the scriptures. It's not one pill. It's not two. It's just all over the place. According as his divine power has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. We've been called to glory and virtue. We've been called to glory. We've not been called to poverty. Christianity is not a poor man's religion. It is a life from the pit of hell. And the earlier you decide to accept, I don't know about you. But me, dear, I like what God has done for me. I don't care what people say. They don't understand. They are ignorant. They don't even read the Bible. Half of three, in fact, 99% of the people who complain, they don't read the Bible. 
who criticize one man of God or the other. They don't know anything in the Bible. So why do you live your life according to an ignorant person's knowledge? A blind man, you have two eyes. They are letting a blind man lead you. That is foolishness in high places. Is that according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Let's read the easy English of that one. Second Peter 1 verse 3. See, God is very powerful mm-hmm. because he is God. Mm-hmm. So he has given to us everything that we need to live always. We can do good things that make God happy. This is possible because we know him. God has chosen us to be his people. Because he is so very great and so very good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has given us everything. He has given us everything. That we need to live always. To live always. The thief came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus came to give life. So that we have it abundant. We enjoy life and have it in abundance. So that we'll be a blessing. So that we'll be a blessing. God is a blessed God. He is the owner of everything. Why should his children be beggars? It doesn't make sense. And he's a good God. He's not a terrible God. He's a good God. Okay, so let's go to John chapter 28. John 28, okay. So let's start from verse 4. It it talks about the fact that... um, Let's go to verse 3. Let's see 3. 2. Okay. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. The command that we obey is believing in the finished work of Christ. What we are supposed to do as Christians today is to believe in what Jesus has done for us and to work in that reality. That's what we are supposed to do. If you don't believe in what Jesus has done for you, your Christian work can't hold. That's why he's the foundation. If you don't have much your foundation, if you don't understand that Jesus has done this for me, he has taken me from the power of darkness, he has put me into his kingdom, now I am in the kingdom of God, I have been given all things that pertain to life, I have been blessed with everything in this world, you don't know that you can't go forward in Christ. Because you don't know what has happened to you. You are in God, but you still behave like you live in the gutter. You are a child of a king, but you still behave like you are a pauper. Because you don't understand what has happened to you. Okay, let's go to three. He said, Blessed shall thou be in the city, and blessed shall thou be in the field. So you are blessed in the city, you are blessed in the field. That's what it means. I just wanted you to see the, some of the, but sometimes people can't understand what has, so it's just, it's just a few of the things that we've been blessed with. You are, you see, you are the blessing. So in the city, you are blessed. If you go to the village, you are blessed. Hallelujah. Four. The blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. So your children are blessed. Because you are blessed. Do you understand? Whatever you have is blessed. Because you are the blessing. Do you understand? You are the blessed one. So your work is blessed because you are blessed. 
Do you understand? So when it talks about your cattle and your flock, it has to do with, yes, exactly, your business. Hallelujah. Let's go to five. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. So your investments are blessed. You understand? What you, you have in your hand is also blessed. So your pocket money is blessed. Your investments are blessed. Five. Okay, is that six, right? No, let's, then let's... Oh, yeah. Bless, okay, let's go to six, sorry. Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. So, so you are blessed anyhow, anywhere, like you are just, you are just, I don't know, it's just mind-blowing. Seven. Seven. The Lord shall cause thy enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee in one way and flee before thee in seven ways. Don't be afraid of anybody. Eight. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thy settest thy hand to do. So whatever you set your hand to do is blessed. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God had given. So where God has said go. You see? Did you hear that? God says go. Go here. You are blessed. So wherever he has given you to be, you will be blessed. So you have to know where God is taking you, isn't it? Yes. Where he has given you to, you will be blessed. Let's go to nine. The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself, as he has sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. So what did I say about the commandments here? Believing in the finished work of Christ. Believing, do you understand what I'm saying? When I say believing in the finished work of Christ, believing in what Jesus has done for you. We don't live by the law anymore. We live by what Jesus has done for us. Do you understand what I'm saying? You'll be taught more on it. That's why I keep coming to church, so that you understand these things better. Okay, ten. Ten. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. This This is a blessing. No, it's a blessing. You know, immediately I read this. I was like, oh, you see why Archbishop Benson, that was the way he was. Because he knew. Hey, you dare not come before him. Yes, you, you fear. It's up to you. May I have said it? It's up to you. Eleven. And that the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods. In the fruit of thy body. So it is a blessing. That's why Pastor said something that barrenness is not our portion. It's a choice. It's a choice. And in the fruit of thy cattle. This is something you meditate on. I've said it. We have rejoiced in it. But when the storm will come. The, what, do you, what do you call it? The rain will come. So it depends on what you, who built on the rock and who built on the sand. 
He said, And the fruit of thy cattle and the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord swear unto the fathers to give thee. Let's go to 12. The Lord, you see, you are even tired. The blessings are too many. Shall open up unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season, to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations. He said, And thou shalt not borrow. Let's go to 13. The Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And shall be above only. Yeah. You see, the Bible didn't say sometimes and not sometimes though. He said above only. And thou shalt not be beneath. And if thou shalt hearken, so you understand. You have to understand what has been done for you. If you don't understand what has been done for you, you are in trouble. Let's go to 14. And thou shalt... Uh, uh, so we are coming to the curses and see what you have been delivered from. You know, the Gentiles didn't even have the law in the first place. So automatically, they were cursed. No, do you get it? You were not, they weren't even in the covenant in the first place. So automatically, the curse. Otherwise, why would that scripture say that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law? So that the Gentiles, he didn't mean to talk about the Jews, so, so that the Gentiles, so automatically, as we were in the, like, Sanqua zone, he said, Thou shalt go aside, if, and thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command in this day, to the right or to the left, or to go after God to serve them. Let's go to 15. And, but it shall come to pass, if thou shalt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord, so this, these are the curses. It's one of the most difficult things to read, I tell you. 16. Let's go to 16. Okay, so these are the things that you have been delivered from. So these are the things that you have been delivered from. Curse shall thou be in the city, and curse shall thou be in the field. So you are blessed in the city, you are blessed in the field. So you have been delivered from being cursed in the city, you have been delivered from being cursed in the field. 17. So, you have been delivered from the, your baskets and your store are now blessed. So, let's go to 18. So, the fruit of your womb is blessed, isn't it? So, you have been delivered from that. And the fruit of thy land. So, that your business is blessed. Okay. Let's go to 19. So they're coming in, going out. So let's go to 20. The Lord shall send upon thee curtain, vexation, and rebuke in all that thou settest thy hand to do. Just imagine, no? You have been delivered from this. So whatever you touch must work. Because you are the blessing. Do you understand? Okay. Okay, so let's go to 21. These are the things that the Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee. Let's get a, a lighter version of this. This is disease. We have been delivered from disease. That the Lord will send disease after you. Send disease after disease on you. Not just one, no. 
So the curse was disease after disease. My goodness. So how you have been cut off the, by death from the land to which you are going. I work in the hospital. Okay. I work with kids. And what I see makes me search the scriptures more. Because otherwise, we are hopeless. Disease is terrible. Now, if the Bible is telling us that we have been delivered from that and you are playing with it, my son will say, be careful. <laughs> Hallelujah. 22. The Lord shall smite thee with a consumption and with a fever. And with an inflammation, and with an extreme, these are diseases. Um, every disease is an inflammation. It's an inflammatory process starts, and then you know a whole lot of things. And with a fever, so so let's do um, what do you call it, BBE. The Lord will send wasting disease and burning pain and flaming heats against you, keeping back the rain so your lands are waste, so that it will be your destruction is complete. So He will disease like. Anything you can think about. Let's go to 20. The next verse please. And the heaven over your head will be brass. And the earth will be hard as iron. When you pray it doesn't go. When you dig it doesn't go. You have been delivered from that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's, let's go to King James. Let's go to 24. He shall make the rain of thy land powder and dust. From heaven shall it come upon thee, and thou shalt be destroyed. 25. The curse of the law. These are the curses of the law. This is what Jesus delivered us. The curse of the law. You shall be smitten before your enemies. Thou shalt go one way against them, and flee seven ways. That you are in trouble. 26. But we have been delivered from that. So let's go to 20. You see how difficult it is to read this? It's not... It's crazy, isn't it? 27. The Lord will smite you with the botch of Egypt, and with the emeralds, and with the scab, and with the itch. Whereof thou canst not be healed. You know what he's talking about? Skin things. They had boils, and they had swellings, and they had things that they couldn't be healed of. We have been delivered from that. Hmm. So you see why Jesus will cry. Ah, why are my people going through all this? My death was not for nothing. It took away everything. Yeah. He said, The Lord will set upon you the disease of the other sorts of skin diseases which will, with which nothing will make well. 28. He will smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. Let's go to the BBE. You see, when you don't know what you have been delivered from, you don't appreciate it. When you don't know. So sometimes we say, we've been delivered from the curse of the Lord. Yay! But you don't even understand what you have been delivered from. You don't understand. He will make your mind diseased and your eyes blind and your heart wasted with fear. So why are you so afraid? You have been delivered from that. We have been delivered from that. 29. 
And thou shalt grope at noonday as the blind gropeth in darkness, and thou shalt not prosper in thy ways, and thou shalt be only oppressed and spoiled evermore, and no man shall save thee. Let's go to 30. But I see that is how some Christians behave. And when you watch too many Nigerian and Ghanaian movies, you see that it's a wrong, it's wrong. So Jonathan, it's wrong. It's not true. They don't know the Bible. They don't know the word of God. And thou shalt be told a wife, and another man shall lie with her. <laughs> My goodness. And thou shalt build a house, and thou shalt not dwell inside. Yes, bunky the work, babu the show. And thou shalt... You know, <laughs> no, it's not yours. You've been delivered from it. Yes. That is the beauty of this thing. Oh. We have been delivered from it. It can't happen in your house. And you have to take it. No, you get it. You are sleeping and sleeping and sleeping. And everything is happening. And you are wondering what is happening. And thou shalt plant a vineyard. And thou shalt not gather the grapes there. So, so you are working and somebody is chopping. Let's go to this one. You see how difficult it is to read it. It's difficult. But the Holy Spirit said, let them know what I have taken them from. People, Christians don't understand what I have done for them. They don't. So they allow it to come. They allow it. Thy sheep will be given to thy enemies. Just read it and see what you've been delivered from. 32. This is plenty. Thy sons and thy daughters shall be given unto another people. And thy eyes shall look and fill with longing for them all the day long. And thou shalt be no might in thy hands. Jesus, we refuse that in Jesus' name. 33. The fruit of thy land and all thy labor shall a nation that thou knowest not eat up. And my goodness, just, just imagine. And it's happening in our country, isn't it? Because we don't know who we are. You see, we are the salvation of the world. We are the light of the world as Christians. We are the salt of the earth. We are the preservatives of the earth. We bring light in darkness for people to see. We are sleeping. Because we don't know what we have. Strange nations to come and take what you, you have treasured. Come and then take it away. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.